Hey there, banana grabbers. This is Noah. And this is Rona. And welcome to another episode of How Much Could a Toilet Cost? Today we're going to talk about toilets. How much could a toilet cost? Do you put the sound effect of the toilet flushing? Have you ever been in a situation where you had to go and do your business on this toilet? How long is this podcast? Because I've got started. I'm just kidding. <laughs> one time I got Montezuma's Revenge in Mexico. What about Montezuma's Revenge? I got it before. Have you ever gotten it? No. What is Montezuma's Revenge? It's when you drink the water in Mexico and you have to go and use a Mexican porta potty mm. and they don't use toilet paper down there. And you have to go into the ocean <laughs> afterwards because there's no toilet paper. What's what's a Mexican porta potty? It's an actual porta potty, but just a Mexican. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but what's the deal with the ocean? Well, if there's no toilet paper, it's sort of like the world's bidet. Does the salty, briny water help clean your tissue? I guess. I mean, if there's no toilet paper, you have to do something. Yeah. Like, go to the ocean. Go for a swim. <laughs> so. What are we talking about? This is a, okay. Yeah, we're we're talking about, about lack of toilets. Let's talk about our toilet. Exactly. Well, in that situation, say you get Maldesuba's Revenge Part 2. Mm-hmm. How much would you pay to have access to a clean working toilet at the moment? Uh, I've already come up with that idea. Uh-huh. Remember it was going to be called Nice Toilet and it was an app where it was like a subscription based and companies couldn't, like Walgreens could be like, we have a nice toilet and we can allow people to use our nice toilet. And as you're paying for the app, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to get vagrants and riffraff going in there and, you know, painting graffiti all over the place. They're actually going to use the toilet. But what about for those people who don't have the money but have to like use a toilet? Ocean. <laughs> what, if, what, if, Time to go for a swim. what if you live in Nebraska and there's an ocean nearby? I think you have bigger problems if you live in Nebraska. <laughs> like living in Nebraska. Okay, I have another question mm-hmm. for you. How much would you pay to take a dump on Trump's gold toilet? Ooh. I don't know. That would be actually be a pretty good like fundraiser, wouldn't it? Yeah. Not that it's his, I don't care about that, but a gold toilet would be pretty fun. Well, the only catch is, actually, it's a myth that this guy has an actual gold toilet. Oh, it's not real? It's not real. Oh. Uh, what a weird rumor to make about somebody. I... <laughs> <laughs> Can we make that a rumor about me? <laughs> I guess we were trying to paint him as like... Out of touch? An elite or out of touch whatever businessman, because it was like a meme from, you know, I guess the Democrats at the time, but apparently- um, That was one of the few things I actually liked about the guy. I thought it was kind of a baller move. <laughs> well, he has like gilded furnishings and like gold plated like sinks that like, he actually has no solid gold toilet. Does he not have any toilets? He has, I mean, I mean, if you see his ass, he has a toilet. He has to have a toilet. Uh, otherwise, I'd feel sorry for whoever's cleaning up after him. Um, but he has no solid gold toilet. 
However, there is this artist who created a solid eight carat gold toilet. Mm-hmm. Guess who that artist is? Banksy. No, but it's the same guy who freaking slapped a banana to a wall with a duct tape. No, really? Yeah. (laughs) Very apt, very apt. Um, His name is Maurizio Catalan. And uh, so essentially he spent like a year in like the bathrooms of Guggenheim Museum and had this like solid gold like materials shipped in and he built it there. It's actually a working toilet and people like went in line to like actually use the gold toilet. Interesting. Yeah. This was like back in like 2017. It was like 227 pounds of gold. (laughs) And um, in Boolean, it was probably worth or valued at $4 million. So I guess like the White House, when Trump was still in office, the White House asked to loan like a piece of art. Um, I forgot which one it is. Did they set up the toilet? The Guggenheim refused, but they were like, but hey, you could have this gold toilet if you want. And Did he take it? We don't know. Oh. I don't think so. I don't think so because then they loaned that gold toilet to Blenheim Palace in the UK as part of the broader exhibition of Maurizio. Mm-hmm. And in 2019, somebody fucking stole it. So it's missing. So yeah, it's, it's a missing. hot piece of art. Yeah, it's missing. Would you rather have like a hot piece of Picasso that somebody stole or would you rather have that stolen golden toilet? That's such... Somebody's like, can I use your bathroom? And I was like, sure. <laughs> well, the toilet doesn't even have a mid. Like it has like the seat. But it doesn't have a lid on, which is like kind of a miss personally for me. I would have gotten one of those like real cheapy like seascape ones that you get on Amazon <laughs> that you see, or the like carpeted ones that you see <laughs> yeah. at, like, in grandma's house. Why do they used to make carpeted toilet seats? It's gross. It is kind of gross, yeah, right? Yeah, it's super gross. So it just absorbed like pee and poop particles. Yeah, like particles all over the place. That shit goes airborne. They even say like, don't keep your toothbrushes near the toilet. Because you're just then putting shit in your mouth. So you don't keep your toothbrush right next to the toilet seat? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I clean a toilet seat with a toothbrush. <laughs> your toothbrush? <laughs> no. Um, Wait, why did they have carpet? <laughs> why did they have carpeted toilet seats? It was the 70s, man. Like, that was their style. I feel like it was definitely not. I feel like I, as a kid, have come across it people with the... Decor. Well, they, the, what happened is somebody bought it in the 70s and like it just stayed there until the 90s. Nobody removed it. <laughs> I'm going to bring that back. <laughs> like, is there toilet seat carpet? Yeah. Yeah, somebody loves those plush covers. <laughs> I guess, is it for sitting on the toilet without like having it open? Like, are people just like, yeah, you know what? It counts as an extra seat in the house. That's true. That's true. When you're out of like seats. Guest seating for the table, you're like, oh, I have a really nice carpeted seat for you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, the gold toilet is still missing. And rumors um, are that maybe it's been melted. It is worth a lot of money. I guess it is worth a lot of money. Yeah. I'd rather have it as a toilet, though. I think that's a lot funnier. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the artist's intention. Yeah. He, there are rumors too that he might have been involved in the heist. And told people how to steal it. This guy did scam people with bananas. He did scam people with bananas. 
Um, but you know, that's not even the most expensive toilet in the world. What's the most expensive toilet in the world? Well, it's actually not on the planet. It's um, the space toilet. <laughs> <laughs> the International Space Station? The NASA space toilet that they put in. ISS or whatever? Rocket ships and stuff, yeah. Yeah, how does that work? So it's made of titanium. Mm-hmm. And I believe there's a pipe that you pee on. Did they just like fire it up? You pee on a pipe and they... it, like, there's an airflow that like, sucks it up. Did they just fire it out of the station? It constantly sucks it up. No, like they actually recycle, filter, and uh, the, the, oh, that would make sense. the urine. Oh, that would make sense, uh, yeah. For water. What about the poop? Uh, the poop I think actually gets compacted and stuff. Or they just send it to, send it to the moon and they just fire they it. They space it. <laughs> um, but it's made of titanium. Mm-hmm. And guess how much it costs? If it's more expensive than that gold toilet? Yeah, it's more expensive than that gold toilet. It must be like millions, right? Uh-huh. Ten millions. Nope. A hundred million. Eh, not quite. How do you go from ten Fifty million. No. Eleven million. No. Twenty-three million dollars. Why do they have to make it out of titanium? It adds up because it's going to space. Carbon fiber. Carbon fiber. The Russians actually made it first back in, I believe, the 90s. Mm-hmm. And that cost thirty million dollars. Jeez. Yeah, and I guess like technology is advanced; it's a little cheaper. And NASA rebuilt it. Um, it's the first major redesign in thirty years. Like very, very recently, and it took them six years to build. Imagine if you get to the ISS and you're an astronaut and you've gotten clogged with a space toilet. How embarrassing! That actually happened. <laughs> no, really? That actually happened to like. I would blame it on somebody else. I would blame it on somebody else. I'd be like, I don't know who did that. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I was thinking, I was like, can you imagine if you like literally studied rocket science and your first task is to build the toilet? Yeah, it's kind of like, you're like, okay, great. And then you have to like test it. (laughs) You're like, what do you do at NASA? You're like, I paint the toilet. (laughs) And it took them six years. (laughs) That's pretty crazy though. That's pretty crazy. But... You know, despite having sent people and tourists to space, mm-hmm. the world is still actually lacking safe and proper sanitation globally. I did see Bill Gates was offering like a billion dollars to somebody who can make like a like a toilet of some like this solar toilet. I don't know what it was, but it was like one that works without sewer systems and stuff. Yeah. Lack of toilets is a very big problem. It's, it's one of the biggest problems in the world, and it's not just for people who are trying to pee and ship, um, but it actually kind of has this domino effect. And we'll kind of get to that. Mm. Um, Is it also affecting San Francisco? Well, <laughs> okay. Yes, actually, that is part of it. Believe it or not, around 60% of the world, 4.5 billion people, don't have a toilet that safely manages human waste at home. What? Are they just peeing out in the yard or whatever? They either have a hole in the ground that is unsafe, which then creeps into the water systems and all that stuff. They practice open defecation, actual technical term for pooping outside. Um, I've had to do that once, twice, <laughs> a few times. Or there are those, the, the pee and shit, for lack of a better term, maybe there's a better term, refuse. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not getting filtered properly, and so it actually is being used 
to water crops, for instance. What diarrhea? They're spraying diarrhea on your plant. I mean, like because the 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 pee and shit, they're not getting filtered properly, and so because of that, they are accidentally using that to water crops Ooh. or clean or whatever else unsanitary shit. Yeah. Without toilets, there comes diseases. Over 750 children under five die every day from diarrhea caused by unsafe water, sanitation, and poor hygiene. What is that thing called? What's that disease called? Cholera. Oh, what's the one that used to get in the Oregon Trail? I don't know. Oh, I thought it was... Uh... You know the Oregon Trail? No. The game? No. Oh. I'm, I'm not that old. All right, well... <laughs> Continue, sorry. But chronic diarrhea is a real problem. Cholera is a real problem. And it's the second leading cause of death among children under the age of five. Isn't that crazy? I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, it has impacts that, you know, are beyond death. Infections, um, tapeworm, all that bad stuff. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Trusting, <laughs> trusting fart situations. But there are also conditions caused by this infection. So I did not know this until I looked into this stuff. But um, lack of access to proper sanitation can actually cause stunting among children. Uh, by the way, this is a podcast. You don't see your height, but you're only 4'11". <laughs> so were you just but this gargling is, diarrhea? But this learn, is or? what... I was thinking about it, I was like, God damn, like, I mean, I grew up in a third world country in the Philippines. Who fucking knows what I was eating as a baby? Crawling around, putting shit in my mouth. Well, that literal shit. Maybe, maybe, who knows? And I like, and I come to America and I'm like, what the fuck? All the Filipino teenagers are like six feet tall. I thought it was just malnutrition. And my mom keeps saying that, oh, because you didn't sleep at night or whatever that means <laughs> got some bad bad or you didn't, bitch out there. didn't drink enough milk but i'm like hold up maybe you're drinking diarrhea milk. maybe and then it was subjected to lack of proper sanitation i mean we didn't have flushing toilets i remember like having to pour over a bucket of water onto defecation or poop to make that shit go down the toilet. I know uh, that's mine, but... Uh, yeah, I remember visiting the that... Philippines and having to do this thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then if it's like a number one... Uh, the, I think my favorite part about the Philippines was, as a man, the toilet's specifically for pooping. Because you're literally allowed to pee wherever you feel like peeing. Because that that is the behavior that's been... Oh, maybe that's what stunted everybody's yeah. growth. There's just pee everywhere. Well, yeah, pee and poop, right? Yeah, well, I, didn't, I just peed outside all the time. Every time I had to pee. And it's disgusting. No, it's nice. I mean, it's gross. Freeing. Well, for you, but it stinks. And it's... Well, it's not like I'm, like, peeing inside. I'm peeing out in, like, the, you know, corners of places. I know, but that's what I'm saying, like... <laughs> When there is lack of proper access to toilets and that behavior is encouraged, then the behavior also becomes a problem and not just like the lack of infrastructure for sanitation. Mm -hmm. And so then it leads to these diseases, mm -hmm. um, which is like, of course, the most fatal. 
but at the same time like, dysentery is that dysentery oh, or no, no? okay okay that was the one from morgan trail sorry but at the same time like if you have chronic diarrhea as a kid that could lead to stunting and then stunting can then lead to obstructed labor and low birth weight hmm. when you grow up. So it has like these like compounding factors and impact that you won't necessarily see directly or make the connections with, um, but it's there. Hmm. And then aside from that, you know, impaired cognitive function, pneumonia, anemia, all that stuff. There's actually research that's been done that found that the proportion of stunting that could be attributed to five or more episodes of diarrhea before two years old was 25%. So if you have like more than five episodes of diarrhea before you were two years old, there's like 25% chance you're gonna be my height. So maybe I did, maybe I did have that, I don't know. <laughs> but 25% chance- Only five diarrhea episodes. sessions? Uh, five or more episodes of there. Probably like severe diarrhea. Oh, okay. I was about to say, right? You know, five or more? How many did you have as a kid? Oh, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't like counting, but I was like, <laughs> yeah, you drink a little too much. No, before you're, you're yeah, no, I'm already, I'm already tall, so it's fine. <laughs> no, but before you're age of two. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to ask my mom. I'm going memory. Yeah. How many diarrhea sessions did I have? And then beyond that, um, there's also the effects on your physical, physical, but also your mental and emotional well-being. So imagine you're like a woman mm -hmm. who has no access to a toilet, mm -hmm. either at your home or in public. Mm -hmm. How do you manage the times of the month where you have your period? Yeah, no, I don't even I don't know. I don't know how that really works in the first place, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. How do you safely pee or poo without, you know, fearing for your safety or privacy? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like a lot of women in these countries who don't, or like regions who don't have access um, to a toilet and have to practice openification, actually wait until nighttime. Like they kind of try to hold it in until nighttime. What, um, open or period? Both. Well, the period just fucking close. Okay. I don't think you understand. <laughs> like, you can't control it. You can't hold that at it's not like It's not like you like, forced period out like it just happened okay um but what i'm talking about is like they try to hold their pee or poo because they're too shy to do it in the daytime uh, yeah if i had to go outside i would wait until nobody's looking as well right exactly especially as a woman like men can just like you can't do that yeah i mean you can like I peeing know. though peeing peeing yeah you're right peeing men can just go i yeah i just love peeing outside i wouldn't poop outside though yeah. I mean, it, unless I had here, which... I mean, that's fine. You just poop in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> you just need to live near the ocean and you can do whatever. <laughs> so why don't these 60% of people who don't have a toilet just live near the ocean? Oh, yeah, because they just... <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> it just goes to the ocean anyway, right? Half the time? 
I mean, they have to treat it and stuff. I mean, yeah, on space they do, but in well, in ancient times, people would there. There's like no issue with it because there are less people and like way more land, and like people live so far away from each other. So there's no population stress. You could just like go out and shit in the field, and then that's that. But now that like the population has boomed everywhere, and if there, especially if there's like higher density in an area. Yeah, people are already living on top of each other. Like, I think open defecation, we're imagining like farmlands and shit. But like, no, think about like San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen. You it know, already. or people like actually shit on the streets. I think the uh, Bart train is encouraged open defecation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the Bart train doesn't have toilets open. No, I know it stops at toilets. But that's that's the problem too, right? Even with like first world countries and like working the most expensive city in america you know arguably san francisco yeah you can't even fa- find like a nice working toilet and a lot of these problems uh in terms of like open defecation and all that stuff where they find these problems are actually where they also find high poverty rates mm. and a greater disparity between the rich and the poor. Mm. Like it's more of a, if not systemic, part of a broader issue that kind of like feeds into itself. Yeah. And like beyond like the physical, you know, like toll, uh, mental toll, emotional toll, right? Like we're talking about human dignity where it's like, fuck, like I literally yeah, have to use the bathroom. But like outside. Yeah. Um, globally, one in three schools do not have adequate toilets, and 23% of schools globally have no toilets at all. So that, again, disproportionately affects women and little girls, because when they have their period, they just don't go to school. Yeah, it's true. They're like, I don't have... You can't, like, have you can't do, do yeah. Yeah, I don't even know if they have access to, like, sanitary pads, but if they can dispose of it properly, I mean, it's it's really hard to just bleed out and like not get embarrassed. Yeah. And even today. And like what I found out about this, you know, toilets and sanitations are connected. Toilet sanitation and water mm-hmm. um, are all interconnected. Um, interestingly enough, in places or like the practice, like historically, but also until now, where people have to collect water from like a river, you know, a lake or whatever else. Mm-hmm. It's actually usually a woman's job. They leave that to the women to collect the water. And so, again, the problems just like compound and like, you know, there's like time loss from you. You probably get some sort of abuse if you don't bring enough water. And you, you can't even like use it freely because in effect, they're just rationing whatever they have like imagine traveling like two hours to like a source of water getting the water so heavy bring it back like you're gonna pick and choose what you use it for yeah it's insane whereas here where it's just like oh yeah the thing's just running whatever washing the dishes yeah it's like these things that like we take for granted apart from like the lack of proper you know waste management system and all that. We already talked about open education. Mm-hmm. Um, term of the day. I mentioned it 20 times. But around 670 million people are still practicing open education globally. 670 million. million. And 
76% of those people actually live in only seven countries. It's like concentrated in like sub-Saharan Africa and like Central Asia. Oh, wow. Yeah. The majority of, of, of those actually live in rural India. Oh, wow. Yeah. And San Francisco. That's good. Yeah. Um, it's mandatory on the bar train for open defecation. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's 2019 numbers. Uh, I think the most recent count of people who practice open defecation in India is like 200 million. I'm a and practicing open defecator. In 2014, it was like, like 600 million. So they've done a pretty good job good. of like getting it down. You yeah. know, like they've launched like some campaigns. Um, the most recent one is called Clean India Mission in 2014. So the plan is to eliminate open defecation by 2019. Spoiler alert, they didn't, they didn't achieve it. Um, but they're making a lot of progress. Uh, they constructed 19 million toilets. Although in some rural areas, people still choose not to use them. You also had some quote unquote fun campaigns that had messages such as no toilet, no bride <laughs> and no loo, no I do. Okay. It's like, like the specific region where there is a scarcity of women because the parents favored like having boys and mm -hmm. children. Mm -hmm. And so there's a scarcity of women in toilets. They're like, aha, no toilet, no bride. Makes sense. I don't know how effective it was, but that's the, that was an interesting campaign. I heard a UPS owner says, what can Brown do for you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You cut that one out. That was a stupid joke. <laughs> um, the countries where open defecation is most widely practiced. They have the highest number of deaths of children under the age of five. High levels of malnourishment, poverty, and the average height is four foot seven. They, honestly, they're malnourished. Could be. Yeah. I mean, it's lack of lack of access. Well, the thing is, it's a cycle, right? Yeah. So if you have poor sanitation and waste management practices, let's say the water is like being used to water the crops and stuff, crops are die or contaminated or whatever, yeah. then you're affecting production, and then the nu nutrition of yeah. the population. Yeah. It's all cycle. It's like a domino effect. Yeah. And then if you don't have access to, to clean working toilets at home or in public settings, then you're going to miss work. You're going to miss school. And there's a loss of productivity mm -hmm. overall. You'd think that countries would actually be like, we want people to go to school and get a good education so they could be smart that they would be like, put really nice toilets in school. So if you didn't have it at home, you'd be like, oh, I'm, you're gonna go to school so you go on like the day. Remember that toilet in the Korea uh -huh. that had like heated seats? And yeah. Remember I clogged it because I ate a sea slug? <laughs> I think you overestimate um, the intentions of human beings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Like a lot of the uh, problems their challenges of solving the waste management system and proper sanitation is corruption. Yeah. Instead of investing the money for, you know, future generations, they just pocket it. Yeah, that's true. And that's a big problem. That is a problem. It's awful because it literally, the return on your investment, on literally just like providing 
toilets that work to your population is like quintuple. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially like, you know, people will be like, like people will like have good paying jobs and pay taxes and stuff like that. Yeah. If they can go to school. Exactly. And then go on to like raise children who would also benefit from their children's children and all that stuff. Yeah. It's you're stunting quite literally the growth of these folks, these children, but also like, you know, their future generations. Yeah. So it is, it is, it is a sad situation. Um, but I think it's good to have some awareness of it because these are things that we take for granted. Like, especially in like first world countries where it's like, you could access a toilet pretty easily anywhere. Yeah. So there are many reasons aside from infrastructure, lack of infrastructure, lack of willpower, um, that leads to these sorts of problems. Uh, first of all, um, there are also kind of behavioral, um, preferences. Mm-hmm. Like it's interesting that you mentioned earlier, liking to pee outside. Oh yeah, it's nice. Why do you like to pee outside? No, I'm not jealous. It's at least in the Philippines because it was like, all right. So I would be outside hanging out with friends, or whatever else. It would be like, oh, I'm gonna go all the way back to my place, all the way. And it's like, it's it's like an inconvenience. If I'm in my house, I mean, I'll just go use a toilet rather than go outside. Mm-hmm. Okay? But it was like. I don't have to find one. There's no like, oh, does that, you think that Walgreens has a bathroom I could use real fast? Or, oh, let me go to that, you know, that bar. It was just like, oh, I could literally just be like, I have to pee. It was like, I'll just go right here. And why do you feel okay doing that in the Philippines versus like, because everybody else was. Because it was like allowed. Because like, if everybody did it here, I would do it too. I wish everybody did it here and I would do it. (laughs) Yeah. So there's like kind of this bandwagon effect. Definitely a bandwagon effect. And definitely was like, you know, we're not like ruining the place. There was like plenty of like grass and stuff. I'm not like peeing like on like a storefront or anything. Yeah, but a lot of people do though. And there's, I mean, you talk about Philippines, like there's a lot of grass, but there's not a lot of grass in Philippines. No, it was more like corners of areas, but it was like everybody else peed there. Yeah. So that's your reasoning. Yeah, I guess so. And that is the reasoning of a lot of people too, where it's like, well, everybody poops outside. Like, why, like, why are you stopping me from pooping outside? It's inconvenient. That's true. And the same thing with peeing. Like there is like that behavioral, um, aspect to it. That's like kind of engraved to them. And in some cultures, actually, um, it's a social activity. Well, the pee parties? <laughs> pee and poop parties? Yeah. Pretty much. So some people will... Let's open defecate together. <laughs> so some people walk early in the morning to look after their farms. And then some consider it like a social activity, especially women who like to take some time to go out of their homes. And while they're pooping outside with other women, they can talk to each other and like take care of their animals. It's just kind of like a normal thing. Jeez. I remember when I was like younger in the Philippines and this wasn't like, this was like in the nineties. Yeah. This is in the nineties. And I lived in this like kind of compound looking thing, um, with a couple of different people who are renting like small houses within this compound. Mm-hmm. And we had a neighbor who was very proud of my sister. She's 
you know, she used to be a former teacher. She was old and like, she was very fond of my like, sister and the kids and all that stuff. Not in a creepy way, because she's kind of creepy. Right? <laughs> Let's go defecate her. <laughs> but she always wore a dress. Mm-hmm. And I remember her quite literally in the middle of a conversation. I mean, she was old. She was like 80 something, probably. I remember her, she would be like in the middle of a conversation and then she would just like pop a squat and like pee right there, like on the ground without like even like hesitating or thinking about it or whatever. Cause like she would just, she would be able to cover herself with her dress. That's like horses do. But she's like peeing like, like right there. So it's just for them, it's like not a taboo or anything because they're quite used to doing it. Uh, Did you shame them? No, I was a kid. I was just like, it's fucking weird. But like, you know, like in the Philippines, they're like, you have to like respect your elders and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't, you can't be like, oh my God, why are you peeing outside? (laughs) There's a toilet. (laughs) Well, the thing is, there are working toilets where we live, but it was like a kind of a behavioral thing. And in some areas of the world, it's also like uh, social taboo sometimes. For, for instance, like a father-in-law using the same toilet as their daughter-in-law. So. That's weird. Yeah. So they're just. I'll just go in the yard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to do it. So there's also that kind of like behavioral aspect to it, especially if it's, you know, everybody else, as you mentioned earlier, everybody else is doing it. Why won't I do it? You're not using one of them fancy turlets, is you? (laughs) One of them turlet users. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what the situation is in Alabama, Alabama, <laughs> or Nebraska. Oh. But you know, like you yourself said earlier, everybody, everybody else is doing it. Why would I do it? Yeah, it's also like, all right, like you'd be like in a nice conversation with somebody outside, you'd be chit chatting, you'd be like, oh, I gotta piss, and then you'd be like, hold up a sec, and you would just like walk three feet away and turn around and you could still like talk with your neck that over your shoulder. Literally what I was describing earlier with the women like being able to talk while still doing their business. Yeah, I guess you're right. That's what I'm I guess it's different here. as a guy though. Do you think it's different as a guy? And that's why it's, it's fucked up to be honest because guys like don't even think twice about it. But for women, they're like, you know, like, well, yeah, 80 year old lady. You know what? You know what though? Like, Maybe, and like this is just like a thing that's coming to me now. The women who are pooping together are like quite like maybe they're practicing safety numbers, right? Because there is that kind of fear over the lack of privacy. When you've exposed your body parts, you know, not saying like that's a reason for somebody to sexually attack you, but you're more vulnerable. Oh, well, that's why even like, you know, Dogs, for example, uh-huh. when they go outside and they're pooping, yeah, that's so they like look at you when they're doing it because they're like, "You got my back in case like I get attacked." <laughs> like that's really what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. That's why they look at you. The same thing with like when they eat food, they kind of like look back, like "You got me." Like I'm in a, I'm not. I'm a, in a vulnerable position. I'm in a vulnerable position. Yeah. That make, like you got my back. So there are like explanations for it. And this you is know, like tribal. Yeah. Norm, but also like. You know, because even like a thousand years ago, you know, hey, I'm going and squatting, you know, saber toothed tiger, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it could be like and like safety from animals, sure. but also criminals, you know, who are looking to take advantage of a situation. Yeah, look at that person doing <laughs> <laughs> But it is like, it is 
turd burglars. Getting fucked <laughs> up, but like for for a man, you don't think twice about it. Like in the Philippines, no, like I've aside from the eighty year old lady who's yeah. living in a compound, I haven't really seen um, women pee outside, but men do it all the time. Yeah, you know this joke kind of stinks like pee there. Yeah, it stinks like pee because of you. <laughs> I barely contributed. I contributed. <laughs> I contributed. You're part of the problem. Yeah, I like it was nice having a pee party. <laughs> There is also, you know, um, when you have, when you're living in poverty, you also have lack of access to proper education and hence lack of awareness of like how harmful, you know, the, these practices are to yourself, your children, your community, future generations. Like you just don't know. And so yeah. part of it too, is like having an awareness to change that behavior of, Hey, actually if you poop outside. Your the soil and the water may get contaminated, and in turn you get poop's definitely way worse than pee. I agree. Yeah, I agree. But that's we weren't talking about open urination. We're talking about open defecation. Yeah. See, there's a distinction. But like the be, but the behavior though, you can see the parallels of what you experience. You went down the real quick to the Philippines, and you know people who've grown up there with their parents and grandparents. Really, this dude got right to peeing outside. Do you think they should have instead of men's, women's bathrooms, all that stuff? Poop, poop, pee and poop, pee, poop, pee, poop bathrooms. How does how does that work? Like, if you have to pee, you go to a certain bathroom. Yeah. You have to poop, you have to. Sure. Is is it like an honesty system? Like, what if you're like, hmm, the line is shorter with like. The poop bathroom, maybe I can play there. Yeah, there'd have to be some sort of like. What ensures an alarm? So once the seat is like pressed, in ninety seconds it goes. Okay, but women have to pee sitting down. That's what I mean. In the pee bathroom, there would still be sit down toilets, but it would like once you sit, it would like touch the sensor, and if if ninety seconds goes by and you're not done, it goes. Shitter alert. 90 seconds, but what if somebody has like a really slow trickle? Is it going to take you more than 90 seconds to pee? I don't know. I've never counted. I've never timed myself in pee. Then they just scream out, be like, I got a low flow. <laughs> See, there's. Well, they could just go to the poop bathroom. I'm just poking holes. Uh, they could go to the I'm poop bathroom. I'm just poking holes. They could go in at the poop, pee in the poop bathroom <laughs> because they got a slow flow. <laughs> I'm just poking or, holes. Or take a. In your, in your idea. Get your prostate checked or white man, you know, have to it, it would work. It would work. Experiences. All transphobia, all that stuff would not exist in this. It would only be people with low flow would have to go and be like, well, I Okay, but now you're discriminating people with low, low flow. Low. low flows could be like, just use the poop bathroom. <laughs> but you said there's going to be an alarm. No, there would be an alarm in the poop bathroom. You could take as much time as you want. The pee bathroom would have an alarm. Okay. If you took too long. Okay. That would be an interesting experiment. But, like, then you have to pee when it stinks so bad. It's all pee. It's a pee. It's all... in a poop bathroom. Well, we're peeing in a poop bathroom. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> then get your prostate checked and stop having a low flow. Or make it two minutes. Two, you can't get all your pee out in two minutes. Do we mean prostate? I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. 
120 seconds. You can't get all your pee out. I don't know. I've never tried me actually. Well, then you need to go to you need to go to a doc like uh, be like instead of maybe you should go to a doctor instead of worrying about pee and poop. Bathroom. Maybe we should make it like five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. Then people are gonna shoot up heroin in the bathroom and stuff. No. What? Why would they shoot up heroin? They have all that time. They'll pee and they'll be like, well, what else I gotta do? Well, they can't. I'm pretty sure somebody can shoot up heroin in three minutes. Maybe they should. That's what I said, 90 seconds. You know what? Maybe Ring they should be. Heroin user. <laughs> We're potential heroin user. We're potential defecator. Maybe there should be a pee bathroom, a food bathroom, and a shoot up bathroom. The shoot up bathroom would just. Would that just be like rehab? You would just walk in and be like, oh no, I got to put the ring Yeah. You tricked me. It's a trick. <laughs> All right, sorry. But this is not a bad idea. Pee bathroom, poop bathroom, heroin bathroom. Well, before we get to that, I think we need bathrooms, period, first. Yes. We need toilets first, period. Yeah, I mean, there's a construction site across the street. We're in, like, proper waste management. I mean, in a lot of parts of the world, you're just peeing a fucking hole. And it's just, it's a pit, like a pit latrine. Pee pit. call it. Pee pee pit. Yeah. And... It's a, it's like the lowest cost thing you can do. It actually um, maybe costs only like five to sixty dollars to create one. Um, but then, you know, it it can it can have its its disadvantages, but better than like pooping all over the place. Yeah, yeah. So where was I? I think I was talking about the sustainable development goals. Yeah. Of the human. Sorry, pee bathroom, poop bathroom, heroin bathroom. We're done. <laughs> okay, don't discriminate against other drugs. They're not going to be like, oh, you smoking crack in the heroin bathroom? They're going to be like, oh, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just meth. So, all right. anyway, uh, this, the Sustainable Development Goal 6 relating to water and sanitation. Five things more important than... Pee-pee poopy. Well, I don't, mm, I don't. Or maybe they're just like, are we really gonna be like talking pee-pee poopies in Congress, or should we just like mix that one in the middle so you could be like, well, they have seventeen. Okay. Yeah. Are they, actually, are they ranked in order? I actually don't know. That's a good question. Or were they like, like people are gonna giggle at this one? We should probably not <laughs> talk about toilets right off the bat. Be like, all right, you and we've all gotten here to talk I think, about. I think poopers. the first one was like end poverty or something. Like that. Boring. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> but um, I talked about like the domino effect early on. So this like goal, which is goal number six out of seven P, is actually interdependent on many other goals. So if they fix poverty, then this wouldn't even be a problem because everybody'd have their own. Well, no, arguably it's probably the other way around. Oh yeah, you're right. Because you're in poverty if you can't go to work or school because yeah. there's no toilets. You're scared for your well-being and all that stuff, Good. right? Um, there's also, like, economic growth is part of the development goals. What? If I were starting, like, uh, or if I was a, well, you know what those guys call the Mormons who go over the world? A missionary. A missionary. I would go make, like, super nice toilets and be like, oh, here's a book, and just give them the Book of Mormon. <laughs> and, like, they could just use it all the time. It's like a toilet. It a toilet. The toilet book. What do you call those books? Like Yeah, like where you read on a toilet. Yeah, toilet book. But how nice would that be? You'd be like, oh, here you go. You can read it and be in their language. They could sit in a toilet. It'd be a really nice toilet. People would go there all the yeah. time. And they'd be like, you know, this Joseph Smith guy. 
Well, there's there <laughs> doesn't have skid marks in his magic underwear. <laughs> oh boy, we should probably. Uh, who cares? Mormons aren't listening. Nobody's listening. There's there's more than just installing a toilet. There's also the su- the sewer system. They got or, or Mormons. Mormons got, got money. Pipes. You know, get some pipes true. out there. Yeah, Mormons. The Mormons. Pops and pipes, man. That would be a good missionary tool. Missionary tool. Yeah. That that knocking on your door, wearing you know a, yeah. a tucked in white shirt with a tie and jeans, riding a bike around. Okay, nice toilet in bad areas. It'd be like, uh, you yeah, know, use the old latrine, put a bidet on it, bro. Yeah. Mormons. The gold toilet doesn't have to be gold. There could be a gold one if you join a Mormon church. You could use that one. <laughs> <laughs> Dearest Mormons, here is how to recruit. They, they would fix everything. Everybody, yeah. everybody would be seven feet tall. There'd be no more poverty. And they'd be like, how'd you do it? We're all Mormon. We all wanted to, you know, get a clean butt. That would be a good recruitment tool. Not going to lie. Yeah. I, I like the idea. Yeah. I thought we should pitch it to Nathan. Nathan whom? Nathan for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would actually be really good, wouldn't it? If you want to, like, recruit more people into your religion. Offer a nice toilet. Nice toilets. And the only reading material is... The Mormon. The Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon. Yeah. And then you can get nice... You know, once you join, you get the nicer, like, really nice toilets. Yeah. 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 It's a pee-pee-poopy religion. This, the, this, the toilet paper... Um, oh, there's, the, uh, there's bidets there. That's the grit level downgrade or upgrade as you... Uh, yeah, well, first of all, there'd be a bidet on the gold toilet. Okay, but you still need something to wipe your ass with. Yeah, it'd be Charmin's. Okay. I'm not getting that Safeway <laughs> Z- 0.5 ply. Kirkland. Kirkland's 0.5 best. You're utility bread, utility green. One ply. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I dig it. I dig it. We'll make it to a spinoff. There are actually, like, because of Bill Gates reinventing. Bill Gates or, looks like a Mormon. Or whatever. Well, no, what I was going to say. Oh, okay. Sorry. Is. Um, one of his favorite toilets, according to like one totally not fake website that I found, uh-huh. is this toilet. Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting the name. Where it is, uh, it diverts the different toilet pieces. Well, like breaks your the poop urine up? and the poop. Oh, well, the poop gets into this like container. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't this new without water. So like once you poop. Without water? Yeah. So once you poop, you close the lid. Closing the lid then triggers this mechanism to have your poop fall into like some sort of vessel. And then there's like a screw. I forgot what's, what they call a screw. No, there's a big screw inside the toilet. Is it like a coin star for your poop? It like shovels it. Like remember it's like pennies, quarters. Well, like... no, 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 no. It's like the the poop falls into a vessel, and there's a screw mechanism that like it's kind of like an elevator thing, you know, as it like screws around. Like as it revolves, the poop then gets transported into this chamber that would actually burn it and turn it into ash. Oh. And then every so often, you just have to throw that ash out, like as to just like normal waste. Hmm. And then the urine gets warmed up with by that process, and then it flows somewhere or whatever. And then you and then it gets really beepy. It gets filtered, and then you can use it to like um, clean stuff. 
it's not potable, but it's treated enough where you can like use it for plants and stuff. Other shit. Yeah. That's interesting. So there's that. There's also a toilet that has like worms inside. Ew, what? Yeah, specific. <laughs> this specific type. Oh, it's called a tiger, tiger toilet. I think they're called tiger worms. And I would be worried one would like sneak into your butt. Well, no, there's like a chamber. Or yeah, but you figure like one, you know, Eric like one ribbles. And it's like, <laughs> up your internet. I mean, sure, but it's it's another like self contained thing where I don't need a sewer system and the worms just eat the shit. Ugh. I mean, that's smart. I don't know. Yeah. I'd be an open defecator if I had to go and sit in a <laughs> toilet bowl full of worms. This is really interesting talking to you because I'm kind of getting into an insight of like what the general populace would be. What am I, a general populace? <laughs> no, like the general populace. What they would think. What you sort of simpleton would think about worms. <laughs> Not simpleton, but like just the the general population at large. Like, oh, we're introducing this toilet is self-contained. It's you know, it's the gotten disgust and it's clean and it's awesome. You don't have to shit outside. Well, that does sound rude bringing it down to the, <laughs> you know, burning but it. But okay. worms and stuff. Yeah, that one spooks me a little bit. Have <laughs> you ever thought about, remember like people like once in a while, like somebody like a cobra comes out of a toilet and bites somebody's butt? <laughs> worms, tapeworms going. They're not tapeworms. They're called tiger worms. That sounds even scarier. <laughs> Flying up your butt? I don't know about that. Okay. What's your favorite toilet you've ever? You know, <laughs> Bill Gates' favorite toilet's kind of lame. <laughs> he could have a golden toilet, and he's like, "Oh, I have one that like separates my poop in there." Favorite toilet in a sense, in terms of providing with access to the world, mm. because nerd. It doesn't have need to have the sewer system. Nerd. What was your favorite <laughs> toilet? Favorite toilet, what, that I sat on? They've ever used. I really like these toilets that have the automatic, like, like, seat, like, seat things. What do you call those seat things? Like the seat, like, you can, <laughs> like the seat covers that you can use to block the oil from your face. Yeah, what? What <laughs> oil are you talking about? Like the seat, like, because you're not woman, you don't know. What oil is coming out of the toilet? No. So it's like, a, 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 it looks like wax paper. It looks like parchment paper. Yeah. Then you put Oh, that. yeah. Like they, they, you know, they're in like restrooms sometimes. Yeah. They pull it off the wall. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah, the oil thing. I have a friend who, what do you call this? Life life hack is you can actually use those things because they're so absorbent, apparently. Mm -hmm. And they're clean when you like take it off yeah. the container. To like blot oils from your face. Oh, interesting. Like an, uh, like a, you know, oil blotter. Like a BRA type wipe for your face? Yeah. Or like your head if it's like oily or whatever. Ah. Anyway, there are toilets where, and I've experienced this in airports where you go and like it automatically like lays one it. out. Yeah, lays one out for you. It's like a little like mechanism. By a first class? That like, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, shimmies itself across the the toilet lid nice so that's nice one yes yeah, and it's also heated yeah yeah how about you oh well i mean out, no specific one but casinos are the best toilets 
Casinos. Casinos. Like, nice casinos. Okay. Always the best. Like, I don't go and, like, you know, I wait till I get home to poop. I end up a day here. I like it here. Uh But out in the wild, casinos all day. Uh Airports are number two. Uh, and number three, remember the Korean one? I was sick. I mean, I ate a sea slug and got sick. You had a toilet in Korea. But that was, I was like, what is this? It was like the future. It was 100 years in the future, that toilet. Uh-huh. It talked. It said Korean. I don't know what it was saying. Uh-huh. Heated seats. Yeah. Heated seats are nice. Yeah, it is. It's nice, but it also, it's also like, was somebody else just here? Really? Go? Yeah. Worst, worst toilets? I don't like the... um like stadium ones i don't mind it where like it's like a pig's troll and all the dudes are just like elbow to elbow pissing because i feel like it was like you kind of like squeeze in nobody really gives each other space uh we were at a concert Mm -hmm. and women were going in there to Mm -hmm. like pee in the stall did he pee on the trough no they weren't peeing in the trough but they were like (laughs) they were like pulling men away from it and it was like I didn't speak up for the other men. I was just let it happen. And I was like, I'm just fitting in here. Yeah. But it was like, that was like. That's messed up. If men ran into the women's room and like pulled women off the toilet or like were like pushing them off the toilet and stuff, it would be like a news article about it. But yeah. like they were doing it to men. And I was like, I'm going to like force this piss out and run away. Mm-hmm. And if you're one of the other men who gets pulled away from the trough by a woman, like, good luck, dude. Yeah. That's messed up. It is messed up. Would you say that's your worst toilet experience? Uh, no, the one in where I pooped in the porta potty in Mexico was so bad. It smelled so bad, and there was no toilet paper. There was just like half of like like a ripped up newspaper, and I was like, "Is this happening?" Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's probably that was pretty bad. Uh, you know, I've gotten food poisoning a handful of times. It's never fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it's less to do with the toilet than... Than just being like, this is an emergency. Yeah. And like... I can't find a good toilet. I can't find a good one. And like, unless, you know, there's going to be like projectile diarrhea somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that the, imagine that this your life every day. What, projectile diarrhea? No, like... No, I was kidding. <laughs> I have to poop real bad and there's no toilet. Yeah. Yeah. No, it sucks. I mean, I I do think, like, um, they are doing a construction across the street, and there's, like, a, you know, four or five porta-potties over there, and, like, the homeless people, like, obviously, like, take the BART and, like, hang around the BART station, like, meander over there. Like, you see them going in and out of them, and it was like, yeah, what's the harm in that? You know what I mean? It was like... Yeah, what's the harm in that? Like, you can't... Like, people are always like, oh, the homeless peeing everywhere it was like well they're not gonna not pee mm-hmm. they're not gonna not poop yeah. but it was like you know so provide them something and like like that really like what is the harm in that like that's so much more humane and healthy for everybody to be exactly. like let me provide you this nice exactly you know at least like something you know what i mean nobody first off nobody likes pooping in a porta potty but yeah. it was like it's way better than like pooping between two cars with like people potentially walking by and like yeah looking at you and like not being able to wipe your butt yeah Exactly. You know, I was reading um, in uh, ancient Rome where people peed and poop in chamber pots. What is a chamber pot? It's like a pot? Yeah, it's like a pot where you can poop by. Mm-hmm. Because, like, there were no toilets. Is that like the, you know, medieval Gatorade bottle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
when people pee and poo in a chamber pots. Well, I think there were pits. There were like, there were toilet pits that you can like pee and poop in outside. But like, if it's in the middle of the night, it's like inconvenient. And so you just pee or poop in the chamber pot. And then the next morning, those would be emptied in like some sort of cesspool. They literally called it a cesspool or a cesspit. And then, um, why does cess only come in pool? <laughs> it's never like just cess. Oh, that's a fit. Oh, there's a little bit of cess on the ground. It was like, <laughs> no, it only, it only exists once it's in pool or pit form. There's never just like some cess. Yeah. I don't know that. I don't know. Ooh, why. there's a little cess on my shoe. <laughs> what is that? I don't know why. That is a good question. Anyway, they em emptied the chamber pots in the cess pool or cess pit. And then these people called holers. Cess puddle. For just little, you know, little small towns. <laughs> oh, they're actually, there are people called holers who mm -hmm. did their job was holing. And holing was an act of. They'd fill the pool by spraying diarrhea. No, holing was like a job in ancient Rome to like clean cloth and make them fuller, like, like thicker, like thicker cloth. And apparently urine was an important element to fulling because of the ammonia in the urine would clean out all the impurities. And so Rome actually had a urine tax back in the day because urine was so important. So if you buy the urine that was like literally collected by these fullers, you had to pay tax. But yeah, so they clean their cloths until, you know, soap came along. Jeez and made life easier. Two things. One, if I bought clothes off the fuller, I'd be like, smells like piss. <laughs> Somebody piss on this? But in ancient Rome, everything smelled like piss. Uh, second, I would just drink a little too much and have the fullers come over to my house and pay me handsomely. Because I pee every, <laughs> if I have one alcoholic drink, I piss out three times the amount of liquid. Somehow, it's magic. I could have, you know, four ounces of some liquid alcohol and 16 ounces of pee comes out. That would be a good business. Be a fuller? Yeah. The fuller, well, be the fuller, fuller. Fill the fullers? Fuller, fuller. <laughs> oh, I'd be very good at it. Especially after an asparagus dinner. <laughs> oh, when you had asparagus and the fuller had it, they'd be like, these clothes fucking stink. <laughs> you can pay extra tax. Oh, they'd be like, I'm not buying off of this guy. It reeks. What happened? <laughs> it's like when you leave your clothes in the wash table like you before can you be, dry. You can like offer premium product by drinking water all the time. Oh, but then like that would ruin your alcoholic fantasies being a fuller filler. And be like, oh, great. This guy drinks a lot of water. They wouldn't even smell like pee. They'd be like, did somebody not be on these? <laughs> Great to do washies in the river. Doesn't <laughs> even smell like asparagus. Oh, I don't know if you wrote it on your list, but can you talk about the toilet that our friend Annie brought up in Germany? Yeah, the yeah the, the examination around the world. The examine. Yeah, so our friend Annie went to Germany, and one of the wonders she discovered in Germany is that their toilets have like an examination ledge or something. <laughs> it's like. It's like a, like, it's like a dry dock. It's, yeah. It's like the toilet isn't like 
um, uh, what do you call this shape? Like funnel? Like a funnel shape. It has like a, a straight ledge. Where you're, Sands water. With, like where the water doesn't cover. A dry dock. Yeah. And your poop goes into that ledge. I mean, the urine falls off, but your poop goes to that ledge. And so like it always like toilets always get shit stained. And some people don't have the courtesy of cleaning it. But anyway, they designed it like that. And I don't know how the toilets are like that in other parts of Europe. Because people, I guess, the Germans like to examine their poop after pooping. How would they count the corn kernels? And be like, oh, yeah, actually, that's normal poop. Or like, oh, actually, shit, maybe I'm sick. It's like colored green. And I should give a sample to my doctor. <laughs> so that's, that's the story of the German, German, the Dutch toilets. So what's the true cost? What is the, the true cost of all this shit, no pun intended, of inadequate sanitation per year? Estimate loss of $260 billion per year. Well, just from people like getting sick and health costs and all this stuff? Yeah, so there's premature deaths, healthcare costs, like, productivity losses, productivity, yeah. school, time, believe it or mm. not, the time it takes a person to go out, get some water, bring it mm -hmm. back. Even like finding a place to defecate in, in the open. In Kenya, it's estimated that a person practicing open defecation spends two and a half days a year finding a private location to defecate. And Jeez. so, and that's like a pretty, you know, it's not like an overly high density place. So imagine like a really high density place like India, for instance. Yeah. Um, Tourism, of course, is affected, you know, if your country or place is like not very sanitary. Are people looking to you would open defecate? Deter tourists. Uh, tourists like, this is a place where I can just go and like drop some snakes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, safety and security, land value. Mm. You know, if you clear out the land of poop, you'd have other uses for it, right? Um, the quality of water, and last but not least, you can't put a price on human dignity. That's true. That's true. Like, hey, let me just do my business. A Bill Gates uh, screw toilet that like screws your poop <laughs> into the ground and then sets it on fire and boils your pee. <laughs> yeah, that's promise. How about the worms? No, not a uh, not a big. I don't know. If it was like a like a clear toilet and like the worms were like 10 feet in the ground and uh, there was like no way i could, I could see if one was like wriggling uh, out the pipes uh, i would do it but like okay no i'm not gonna put my butt to a pipe like to a bowl where there's a pipe with worms no okay that's interesting would you uh, i don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't i don't it's better a than tiger worm <laughs> come on <laughs> no <laughs> No. It's better than defecating in the, in the wild. So we're losing, what, $260 billion annually, globally, to this stuff. Uh, to achieve the Sustainable Development Goal 6, it will actually cost about half that annually through to 2030. So it's not even like recurring, like, because that compounds, right? Like, yeah. 260 is not going to be forever. It doesn't yeah. go up. But it will only cost us about $114 billion annually through 2030 to achieve the goal, the sustainable development goal. So financially, it makes sense. So financially, it makes sense. 
there's been research done on it that for every dollar spent in sanitation, it's a $5.50 return. Mm. So there's actually more than 5x return on investment in sanitation. And that's why Bill Gates, mm, he's, smart guy. he's smart like, guy. yeah, I know this shit's going to reach like, he's like, hey, let me get your poopy. Let me get your pee pee. His <laughs> <laughs> foundation has done research on it. And he believes that like um, a future forward technological sanitation tools and practice like could be a $6 billion market in the future. Uh, anyway, I think it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. We talked about the wrap. We talked about open defecation too many times in the past hour or so. We have done. I kind of feel like open defecating now. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, yeah, I think uh, a shitty topic next time. All right. Well, I got some topics. So. Okay, but can we wrap this up? Yeah. Bye. <laughs> And that was what could a banana cost toilet story edition. Tune in next week for how much could an oyster cost? That's how I do an oyster. Oyster? An oyster. Tulips? That's not mine. Pizza? Ooh, I like pizza. Yeah. Tune in. Bye. Bye.